Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Film Club After Dark, where we talk about spooky movies we found on Netflix. Ooh, how are you? Well, one thing. What the hell was that? That's the new intro for Film Club After Dark. It's not, but I'm I'm doing good, because we're going to be talking about a very cool movie that just came out. We are. And we got, you know, special access to this before it actually dropped. We did. So today we're going to be talking about Fear Street 1994 by R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. The Wait. guy that gave us Goosebumps. And we were Goosebumps kids. We were Goosebumps kids. Still are Goosebumps kids. Yeah, yeah I, I, I evolved. I'm a Stephen King kid now. That's true. But we still appreciate a good Goosebumps book. Yeah, you know, for all three that there are. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying that there's more than three. Uh, we got a special access to this by Midsummer Scream. We mm -hmm. won their contest, so we are getting to see all three movies before their release date. So, mm -hmm. again, huge thank you to Midsummer Scream for choosing us. Yeah. And um, just to jump back to Goosebumps, did you read the Fear Street books when they came out? No, I I actually had no idea what Fear Street was until this movie came out. Same. I kind of feel like I miss that that like special like genre or not genre a group of people that were into Fear Street. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, my sister was into Fear Street, but she was also like is significantly older than me. Well, yeah, she was a, a teenager when we were kids, so yeah, I think you know we were lumped into the Goosebumps gang, and you know. Never upgraded to the Fear Street posse. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, after seeing the first movie, at least, I kind of want to buy the books and read them and see what's similar, what's different. From my understanding, um, the Fear Street books and the Fear Street movie are completely different. Hmm. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know how different. Again, this is like third hand accounts that I heard from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, I take it with a grain of salt. But, yeah, we have a movie here that's interesting. Yeah? Very interesting. I, I know we kind of have two different opinions on the movie. Yeah. But, for, for my side, you know, I love all spooky things, R.L. Stein. So, I've been very excited about this genre coming out, this mm. series coming out. So... Let's take it to the beginning. Yes. So you want to hear the plot of the story? It'd be nice. Give, give me the quick rundown real quick, because I kind of kind of zoned out on this trash pile. No, no, I, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't about that. No, this movie is actually pretty fun. I have some issues with it, but yeah. it, was, it was pretty fun. It was a good watch. Yeah. So give me the give me the quick plot rundown. Okay, so we are in the town of Shadyside, where there is a curse on the town, mm -hmm. and it is just... You know, generations of serial killers and strange occurrences, which takes us to 94, where the curse is back and bigger than ever, and this group of kids are just trying to survive the night, and it doesn't look too good for them. Yeah. And for this being the first in the trilogy, this really is more like the last movie of the trilogy. Yeah, it's the one that's closest to modern day, right? Yeah. Because the next... One is uh, Fear Street 76? 78. Yeah, Fear Street 78, and then it's Fear Street nine, er, 1666. Yes. So we're, you know, jumping back in time 
And, you know, we're trying to figure out what's happening because there's people that are becoming possessed and slaughtering the people of this town. And we don't really understand how it's happening. We, mm-hmm. we understand that there is a witch at the center of this curse on the town, but we don't understand how she's able to mani- manipulate people and curse them into becoming these super killers. Mm-hmm. Because one of our killers in the movie is basically your hero, Jason Voorhees. He's not my hero. He's just out of the holy trinity of slashers, praise be. Uh, he's my favorite, like, slasher. Your favorite slasher. Yeah. Like, I I have a big affinity for Friday the 13th movies, so uh, Fear Street 78, I'm actually looking forward to. Which... 94, I kind of couldn't give a shit about. 78, I'm fucking down. I mean, 94 for me was big because the beginning of the movie is basically a shot-for-shot remake of the opening Kill and Scream. Yes. Which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and it was beautifully done. It was, yeah. It was really pretty. It was it was um, visually unique enough to not be a Scream fan film. Mm-hmm. I, I will say it was also not that transcendent to be anything more than a than a 20-minute uh, Scream homage, but whatever. Hey, I will take any Scream homages that I can take or get, and we're also getting a new Scream in January. Mm-hmm. All the production's been done for it, so I can't wait. But jumping back to Fear Street, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I know you're hyped about watching 78, yeah. which we get early access to watching tonight, so we're actually going to watch it after we finish recording this. It's going to be nice. So where do you want to kick off now that we know more or less the plot of the story? Yeah, I mean, the basic, the basics of it aren't too crazy. It's very apparent that this is a... Um, uh, a homage film. It, it's it's a horror movie remix, right? Yeah. They're, they're gonna take a bunch of stuff from Friday Thirteenth. Uh, um, not Night of Living Dead. Sorry. Uh, the Shining. Um, the Shining. Scream. Um, they're they're gonna take all these like tropey horror movie slashers, put them up in a big jumble, and see what happens. And we do get name drops of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead in the movie. We do. We do. And it's. <sighs> You see, this is where I kind of come into, like, my thing where I had fun watching the movie mm-hmm. because I I like the movies. I just li- I like The Shining. I like Scream. I like, you know, Friday the Friday 13th. 13th. But it's like, I could just watch those movies. This this movie, don't get me wrong, it's interesting and it's kind of kind of fun. But they, I... Uh... It might just be because I just didn't like any of the characters <laughs> that I, much. I, I mean, I like so. Josh. Josh, who is the... Josh is your the, boy. <laughs> Josh, Yeah, Josh is my homie. Josh is what Dean would have been in the 90s. I mean, not really, but sure, whatever. I know what a computer is. R- really, you know, playing on AOL and eating pizza and playing video games and listening to... You mean being a teenaged boy? Because yeah. I, honestly, I think that's why I just like Josh is he's the most realistic character in this whole movie, and I say the most realistic, and he's the one that's obsessed with witches and like the macabre and the occult, and he knows like fucking rituals and shit, and he's the most realistic person in this movie. I was just gonna say you also probably siphoned AOL from your neighbors. Uh, stole it like a champ. There you go. But yeah, so like but- Josh is like my favorite, but everybody else is 
I don't know. I don't really care. They, to me, they're like, it's going to be like fodder, right? Like, I thought, okay, because Dina, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of her. I thought she was just overall just like kind of a bitch. Well, Sam wasn't, wasn't that much better. I, again, all of these are, I didn't like the characters, but it could have also been like actor's choices. Like Sam's is an actor's choice that I think I didn't like. Because it feels like Sam is walking through the film on Quaaludes. Kate was the one who sold her the Quaaludes. And is like the most... I I have three things about my character. And that is it. And then Simon is the guy that jerked off to himself in a mirror. And that that's where I like backed out of. There's, yeah, each so one of them has an, has an issue I, I, uh, I, have, I bump against. Except Josh. Yeah, I mean, Sam, we only get to meet her briefly, and Dina we know post-breakup, so we don't know what she's like before the breakup. And I feel she wouldn't have been a pleasant person before the breakup. Well, I mean, you don't know that. We, we I don't care. This is what we have on screen. I know, and I know you were kind of, you know, off-put with her moodiness, and it's like, that's what teenage girls are kind of like. We're moody, you know? We, we have a lot of, you know emotions and you know stuff going on and sam we know her for like two seconds before you know she's cursed so Mm -hmm. this kind of you know this thing that you think she's kind of you know on quaaludes it's more she's got the witch in her head so she's really kind of trying to stay present and act normal but at the same time she's got whatever she's got going on in her mind no i look you can explain away all this stuff as much as you want it's not going to change the fact that i'm like I don't give a fuck about any of them. Oh, I, I couldn't know. attach to any of them as like people. And it, again, I am not a teenage girl, so Dina's moodiness to me is doesn't don't mean anything. I'm like, why why are you so mean and like annoying to everyone? Why is it that she steals a cop's gun and no one gives a fuck? I mean, they gave a fuck. They did not. They, they did. Sto- they, they, you mean when they stole the ambulance too from the the only ambulance at that hospital? Hey, I mean it's a shitty town, so they're not gonna miss the ambulance. It's a shitty town. They probably use that ambulance all the time. I mean, there was a massacre in that hospital, and it took them forever to finally get out there and realize, oh, there's something going on. And and now we're poking holes into the plot of this movie because this now this movie is starting to make even less sense than I thought it did. But uh, it's fine. It's Dean's favorite thing, destroying movies. I'm not really destroying it. I'm just pointing out that there are issues with this movie. It's still fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's, like, some interesting kills. And there's some, like, fun character design. It's neat to see some 90s stuff in it for, like, the first half. But overall, it's just kind of, like, I didn't like... Like, the characters didn't really do much for me. They'll probably do a lot for other people. And just, I'm, I'm an asshole. And the story was like, okay, but I thought the witch having infinite plot armor was kind of s- shitty. Why? Did the witch has infinite plot armor. Because, what is it? They, um, you know how in horror movies they're supposed to be like, okay, I guess this is never stated, but horror movies have rules, right? Yes. Going back to Scream for yes. a minute. Where a lot of horror movies, it's like, oh, if you do this or you do that, then this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. In Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street. If you can, if you die in the dream, you die for real. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if you grab Freddy, you can pull him out of the dream into the dream into the real world and yeah. you can fight him there. And it's like, yeah, that's a, a 
a thing. It's ridiculous, but it runs on some line of logic. Mm-hmm. The witch, on the other hand, is what is it? They um, the killers that come and chase them. They blow them up. They literally light them on fire and it exploded them, and yeah. they just reform into mass. Yeah. They try to lay the witch's bones to rest. That didn't do dick all, except summon more zombie monster killers to chase after them. And when it's like, oh, we need to make Sam's heart stop to like turn off the the curse, right? She has to die, and then and then you know the curse will be broken, and then that doesn't fucking work. It well, feels like nothing works in this movie. Well, it worked in a sense that the killers that were after her were gone. And then she and herself then, turned into a possessed evil demon bitch and, who stabs Dina, and Dina is fucking fine. Well, I mean... She took that She took that Michael Myers-sized butcher knife like a champ. It wasn't a butcher knife. It was a broken drumstick. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. In the uh, beginning of the movie, when she breaks the drumstick... Oh, that, that's okay. the, that's the piece that that Sam uses to stab her at the end of the movie. But mm, okay. I think this is where we kind of add another trope into the film with the Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, because Sam at the end is possessed. Look, also looks straight out of Evil Dead. Yeah, and we kind of see this in the beginning of the movie during like the scream sequence with uh, Ryan Torres, who's the the skeleton face killer. Yeah, where he just you know goes from joking around to just dead serious and i'm here to kill which is another interesting thing because we talked about this a little bit before this but um how how does the witch pick these people is it at random do they have to touch the bones because my sam touches the bone and she gets like oh she's possessed by she's been marked for death and then the killers go after and chase her but we never see taurus touch them we to our knowledge he never goes near him and i i think that's why we need to watch the next two movies because i was under the assumption that you need to touch the bones of the witch to become cursed and then you know you made that point well we never see them do that and it's not even mentioned it's not even mentioned so we don't know what power she harnesses that she could just you know kind of flip the switch on people I was thinking, like, if the witch could do that, why doesn't she just turn, like, Dina, Kate, Simon, or Josh to have them kill fucking Sam? Or just turn Sam? You know, one thing I thought that was interesting, I don't know if you caught it, in the beginning of the movie with Ryan, you know, right before he turns into Ghostface Killer, um, he turns back to look at his victim and he says, you know, oh, did you call my name? Because very softly you hear someone say his name. And she goes, no, I didn't say anything. And at the same time, you see, like, a fly crawling up his neck. And I thought, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then once we got to the end of the movie, when Sam, you know, kind of flipped, hit that switch, the same thing happened. She heard someone call her name, and then there was a fly on her. And I thought, okay. I'm like, that's two coincidences. I'm like, is there something where she can, maybe the witch can manifest? And just... Uh maybe i mean it does go in line with the whole spooky witch mythology going on it's just Which, it's one of those things where it's one of those things that are significant to the plot right significant to make sense the rules of how these people are chosen or possessed mm-hmm. to to snap as it were because apparently this town has a history of bundies and dahmers right yeah. it 
from what we got from the newspaper articles is every couple of months or couple of years there's a tragic thing oh the guy just just snapped, snapped. and that's you know the the weak analysis that the cops give because they really aren't investigating it mm-hmm. which is but, a, which is a something else i'm like bro like i get it how are you supposed to investigate oh he just walked into a gas station and started shooting up the place or oh he he she like murdered her family and yeah. like ate a baby like but yo it's every couple of months this happens mm-hmm. and they're not normal it's not like oh it was a he walked in on his wife banging his brother so yeah. he shot them both it's like Oh, this kid dressed up in a Halloween costume and massacred the mm. fucking mall. Yeah. So, again, we're starting kind of at the end of where the story is mm-hmm. because it it starts in 1666. Yeah. So well, the witch the, starts the in witch 1666. Does. And yeah. this is when everything starts to happen. So, I'm not really up to date on my witch lore. That's not really my, my forte, horror-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if there's any significance or ties to any other movies. So um, it feels very new to me. It, It is interesting because I, I ain't going to lie. I ain't up to date on witch lore, as it were, either. It's just, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to to, under, to be able to understand this movie. Well, I, I'm not even saying it for that. It's just, that's where my curiosity is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so, I want to know why. Yeah, because before you know, it felt like Scream, and we get that big plot twist when you know there's more murders happening, and uh, Dina thinks that it's Sam's new boyfriend that's out, you know, trying to harass her and her friends, and mm-hmm. we find out that the person that's killing everybody, including everyone in the hospital, is the dead Ryan Torres that was shot in the mall yeah. after his first massacre. So it's you know, it's kind of piqued my appetite. Why is this happening, and how is it happening? And that's why I'm just, you know, chomping at the bit to get to tonight to watch 78 to see what more we learn. Yeah, because it becomes apparent how this film series is going to go. Is the first movie, this one, 1994, is a self-quote-unquote self-contained story. Mm Because the end of the movie is is hardcore sequel bait. Yeah. And I guess it's not sequel bait because they already greenlit three of these things. Mm -hmm. Well... Every movie after this, the 94 is going to be the framing device because they're going to go talk to the last survivor of 78 mm-hmm. and they're going to tell them the story of the camp of 78. And what they've, you know, learned from 78 to 94 about the witch and all these strange occurrences that have happened. And I feel once we get to the uh, 1666, they're going to do a whole other thing, learn how the witch became what she was, and yeah. then they're going to, you know, solve solve the problem of possessed you know deadite sam which you if know, they can i would be very surprised if they put three movies into this and sam doesn't live at the end i mean I look, would look at evil dead he loses his girlfriend he loses his girlfriend in every movie exactly so it's like it's, it's like, like a gag in that and they're yeah. also a different girlfriend in every movie <laughs> they are yeah still a good franchise thank you for you know turning me on to that you're welcome i love evil dead but yeah so it the movie is just so i don't know it feels like it's all over the place to me i because it's like half homage it's trying to be its uh its own thing but it's just i don't know to me it just comes off as a little like 
flat, a little lukewarm kind of thing. Mm, I don't feel that way about it. I feel like it maintains that level of excitement and thrill. I'd, oh, come on. Oh, this, like, a thrill, excitement, I I didn't get those out of this at all. I mean, there were some parts I was like, ooh, this is, like, kind of neat. It's, it looks like, oh, he's, you know, cracking down the, the door to the classroom, and it looks just like in The Shining. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, man, he's, like, chasing that girl down. It's just like in Scream. Or, oh, man, the killer's running out of the woods, and he looks just like Jason from the second Friday the 13th movie. There's things like that where I'm like, oh, that's a cool homage. But the framing story for those homages is like, whatever. It's like, okay, I guess. If I had to give it a ranking of whatever to whatever, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, I don't feel mad that I watched it. I think it was like fun. But it ain't. It... I can't imagine coming back to rewatch this unless the next movie is great. If the next movie is like really good, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, that's that's why. Because 94 was just supposed to be act one. Yeah. And it was only meant to be an act one. It wasn't meant to be like a whole story. If, well, that, if, that was, if that's the case, then I'm like, okay, I get it. Because it feels so like unfinished. Well, yeah, because it's it is sequel based. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. And, and I'm like, just release a, just release an eight, an, an eight hour movie. Just do that. Actually, wait, these movies are like 90 minutes a pop, right? I think so. Yeah. So it'd be like three, release a four and a half hour movie for God's sakes. Lord of the Rings extended edition is longer than that. We want to hang out in the nineties for a while. Mm, you just wanted to watch a movie with the clear plastic phones, didn't you? I was so hoping someone was going to have pogs on their desk. I might, have, I might have to rewatch it again. But yeah, you know, I found it exciting. Apart mm-hmm. from the homages, I found, you know, even down to the way that they use lighting in the movie. I think it has a very interesting lighting scheme. So it, it never felt dull to me. I mean, we get, you know, the, the pretend ghost face and the pretend Jason. But I also really enjoyed the, the female uh, murderer. The one oh, that, yeah. that sings? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I can't think of any serial killer that or um, any slasher mm-hmm. that she would be based on. But, I mean, apart from, like, Sweeney Todd because of the, the blade. Oh, yeah, because it's like a barber's, and, like, razor. And she sings, and Sweeney Todd's, you know, a musical. That would be, like, one of the weirdest references. But that's the only Sweeney thing Todd that... reference. That's the only thing that I could think of, you know, to tie it to... But I thought she was excellent. She was creepy. Mm-hmm. I've had that song stuck in my head for weeks. Mm-hmm. I need to save it on Spotify so I could just like play it out of my head because it's just, you know, just going on on loop. But I thought she was a cool aspect. And I'd like to see her story talked about because we're jumping to 78. So they're probably going to talk about her in the next movie since she was in the 60s. Maybe. I mean, I thought it would have been... Interesting, because was this pitched as a TV show before? I'm not sure. I mean, I think this qualifies as like a, a TV series, even though they're like three mo- like feature length films. Yeah, because uh, Scream got turned into a, a TV series, and yeah, I watched all of them, and they kind of worked as a TV show. Yeah, I mean, I watched the Scream TV show as well. I I was bored one night, and I think I binged the whole like first season in a night. 
Oh, yeah. And I think that's why I enjoyed the Scream TV show is, you know, I've kind of transitioned to I, I can't wait, you know, week to week. I got to I got to see everything all at once. I got to mm. binge. So I think that's maybe why I enjoyed the Scream TV show. But Netflix, when they usually put TV shows, they put it all at once. So we would have been able to see this back well, to back to back. It, it's also another thing. It's probably just these are because I know this is called a show. This yeah. is called a TV show. No, um, this is a movie. No, 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 no. In the the Fear Street, when you look it up, it's the Fear Street, and it's like the it's a television show. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's really weird, and they're doing the three feature films, and I'm wondering if if this would have just worked better if they just released it as a show because it feels like mm-hmm. this is more like it gives it feels like the structure of this um movie i'm like they could have pulled a lot more of this out expanded a little bit this could have just been like a five six episode tv show and because the ending of that of this um movie feels like oh the cliffhanger ending of yeah. season one so you can jump on to season two. Yeah, I see where you're going there. But I, I think it works as better as a movie. I mean, it, it's what we have. It's it's all contained. You don't have to worry about, oh, we're, we're recapping from last time. We're just, you know, going full steam ahead. Well, it, I understand that. It's just, I think the story that they've chosen to tell is really, like, compressed. And it's, I don't know. I think it just would have worked better if they had more breathing room. Mm-hmm. If they just expanded it out to, like, four five episodes four or five like 45 minute or hour-long episodes of like a tv show put that on netflix and then they had you know fear street 78 is like season two 1666 season three and they just had it like this is going to be a 15 18 20 episode like series and that's going to be it Mm -hmm. i thought that would have been a much easier sell yeah maybe i could see how that would work Mm. but you're I, happy with what we got? I'm happy with what we got, and I know that they probably use this also to be kind of like the blockbuster summer, like, horror trilogy, tra- you know, wrapped mm-hmm. up into one. Yeah, I mean, so, this, this I believe, was made completely while COVID was going on. I think so. I really haven't looked too much into the behind production, the, into the, production the behind the scenes, because it's so new. Yeah. So... I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you want to, like, spoil anything. I mean, I think we spoiled everything. No, we didn't spoil too much. I, I mean, mean, we spoiled the whole ending with Sam. With Sam, yeah. We didn't talk about, you know, some of the kills that there are in the movie. I mean, it. if you watch this movie and you can't pick out which of the friends are going to die, <laughs> then that is your fault. You don't watch enough horror movies. God, no. But we were talking about... Are they about... on the cover of the next movie poster? Well, the next... No, then they're dead. Well, the next movie poster is all 78, so they're not going to be on the cover. I think Dean is on the cover of the 78 poster. I think that's, like, the master poster that has, like, all three of the movies compiled into one poster. Is it? I don't but... know. I, I keep looking back, and the, even the ad material on this is confusing, because there's, like, 15 fucking posters. Yeah. But... Really good. In my perspective, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the soundtrack. Mm. I really hope they. I know they're gonna do a vinyl soundtrack that they're gonna release. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, by Waxwork. Mm-hmm. I own one of their uh, records, the Bride of Frankenstein one. Oh, of course they, you do. They do a lot of cool work in a lot of horror movies, so they're planning on doing one for the trilogy. 
Mm-hmm. But I would love if they did a mixtape. Yeah, because that's a big point of this is Dina made a mixtape for Sam before she moved away to the nice part of town. Which was only 30 minutes away. And it was just... And, and, they, like, and they broke up because of it. And then Dina's super pissed because she, Dina was the one that broke up with Sam. And I'm like, yeah. I don't need this high school bullshit. I'm a fucking 27-year-old man. I don't need this bullshit. I know. That's why it made me laugh when uh, when Sam tells her, you know, I'm only 30 minutes away. And she's like, that's like a lifetime. And I was just like, bro, 30 minutes. I'm like, wait, I'm wait. like, bitch, you could walk that. I was like, wait, this is high school where everything just feels like the end of the world i'm like i got it oh like okay like I, I, it's... again i feel like me growing up as a dude had a much different high school drama experience than you yeah pretty much yeah that's just you're just like there's no difference between men and women except except high school god damn it there were some differences i mean you had a pretty fun time in high school it was wonderful and i was in choir i was you know on the football, football team. team i was in theater i had a great time yeah i had all the friends yeah yeah it was good it was a good time how, yeah. how about you i wasn't on any teams but i had a lot of good friends good memories i have no good memories of this movie wow no uh, no nah, nah, i'm fucking all right if no you want... no the, the big smile on his face when the nightwing killer showed up it was good i mean okay i'll okay so you're you're overall saying like this movie good would Good. highly recommend i would highly recommend it i've watched it three times because you got the early access early access watched it the second time just to kind of view it on a bigger screen and then the third time to really try to pick up the small things that i wasn't able to see the first mm-hmm. two times mm-hmm. and i think that the skeleton face killer is my favorite because scream yeah no shit but the the female one, I can't think of what her name is. They do say her name in the movie. Yeah, but uh, it's not like, oh, she's the the slash blade killer. It's like a person's name. Yeah, so her, she kind of caught me by surprise, and I ended up really liking her. Again, mm. with the Nightwing Killer, too, because Jason's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, how I know how you feel about this movie, but would you recommend it? Would I, you watch it again? Um, Personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'll put it to you like this. I have my gripes with the movie. It is a... It's, like, fine. Like, there's some parts of it that are, like, kind of dumb. Parts of it that are, like, that's weird and a little cringy. But overall, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, oh, my God, that was this was horrible. It was a waste of time. Don't watch it. It was like, no, this is fine. This is cool to kill, like, a Friday night if I was bored. I would, I would recommend this if you and your boyfriend girlfriend significant other were like hey i kind of want to watch a horror movie that i don't really have to pay that much attention to Mm -hmm. but it's going to be interesting when i like glance over at it yeah this would be perfect for that i'd say i would recommend it okay i'd recommend to watch with somebody you you are close with because it's always fun to watch horror movies with more people exactly as long as you follow the rules what what rules well there you go and we're dead now all right so uh there you go that's that's our thoughts on fear street 1994 i loved it i was okay with it but again huge thank you to midsummer scream for giving us the access to access this movie and be prepared for fear street 1978 which is coming soon Mm mm-hmm very soon short amount of hours for us yes and it'll be on netflix uh, at midnight tonight so give that a watch 
you know, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, listen to our previous episodes in our podcast. Yes. Talk about horror, uh, drama, all sorts of movies. Yes. You can also find all of that stuff on the YouTube channel In The Frame, where you can also listen to my other podcast, The Double Feature Podcast, in Too Obscure for TV. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Film Club Podcast. And I think with that, we are going to round up our first bonus episode, but there will be more bonus episodes in the near future. Peace.